Oh my God. Hello, everybody. Welcome to our remix version of Spiritual Dust. It is, we are redoing episode three of The Ranch is Haunted. Um, there's a little confusion in that. And Sean and I were like, let's just do this over because a couple of you contacted us and we were a little confused. And I went, you know what? We're not going to edit. We're just going to do it over. Um, and we're glad you're showing up for this. Um, it'll be out later tonight. Um, first of all, welcome to my co-host, Sean. How are you, brother? Doing great. How are you, buddy? How was your father's day? Hey, so far, so good. And yours? Well, when you're a medium, it's kind of weird. Um, <laughs> father's Day, I had Father's Day mediumship today. And mm. one of them was not a father. He was a husband and a brother and... Um, it was pretty intense. Um, this being this guy didn't expect to die, and had taken the wrong amount of the medication and just kind of was dead. So it's been one of those days today. But um, you know, I had some lunch, came back to prep for this, and I can't believe I didn't bring it with me. But for those of you that know this, our new spiritual dust clearing spray we have. So check out Rick Intuitive IG page. And we will be trying to add that to the spiritualdustprintify.me. Um, well, it sounds like something shaky. Uh, .me site, and then we'll put that all together. But I've already used the spray, and I really love it. It's got a great scent to it. And because I share an office with Dr. Janet, when I'm done with the mediumship session, I spray a little of that in between sessions. It really feels great. I like it. Um, I've got to get you a bottle of it, brother. I want one. And you were telling me you had put some crystals in it too. Is that right? That is correct. We I reikied uh, rose quartz and black tourmaline, and we got the dust of that. And then we put a little tiny bit of the black tourmaline and the rose quartz in it. There's also wow. a little other special ingredient, but it's kind of like you know, Kentucky Fried Chicken, I can't give you all the ingredients. Okay. <laughs> maybe, maybe offline you'll share. You'll share dude, I, well, I'll tell you offline. And, oh, and one more thing before we get started, because I know everybody wants to hear the story. We are doing the hospital thing this weekend. Um, this coming weekend, next, you know, next Friday. It got next canceled Friday. this weekend because there was a meeting that had to take place at the hospital or whatever. But we well, will be there. What? And my schedule is totally free Friday, so I'll oh, be able to yeah, I'll be able to join you via satellite, and uh, <laughs> you know, I'll be able to that, tour that way. Actually, also too, and I am hoping uh, Joey uh, Joey Higgins is Melissa Higgins' son, and when I got back here to Westchester, like I haven't been here for so long, like fifteen years, and. Like everybody's kids have grown up. They're like young adults now. He's like, hey man, I'll go down there and film for us. So wow. and that will be great. And then we can go over and do some editing with that. So, hey guys, thank you for joining us today. We are doing the remix of The Ranch's Haunted Part Three. So, brother, give it to me. What I'm sorry about what happened last time, but like no, nothing to be sorry to about. It was there's so much emotion and so much tied up in that for what ACE went through. Um, it was scary just like it was for, 
for RJ, you know, like it was intense. It was, it had a feeling of things got out of control. Right. I mean, everything leading up to that point, things were really starting to build up and I didn't realize how much they were, you know, I was up there on my ranch. I was getting messages constantly. I was having full on, you know, spirit sessions and speaking with the spirit. And I started getting directives, right. And started being told like, Hey, you need to build this shrine. You need to make this uh sanctuary. You need to start doing these things. And I'm, I'm listening. Right. And I'm, I'm, I'm feeling like I need to do these things. And, uh, that day we went to the land that morning we're, we're leaving. We went back and I was showing him the spot that I felt this was the spot I was directed to, to start um, making this sanctuary, making this uh, altar, right? By direction from this spirit was basically saying, stop here, place this here. This is what you need to do here you need holy water here you need to make a sacrifice here and then you can enter into this circle and then once you're in this circle this is this is the spot where uh prayer can be conducted right and this is where things can happen for you when you're communicating with me and that's kind of how out of control it had gotten is because i was I mean, not blindly following these directives, but I was also able to pick up on the message. I wasn't just, it wasn't coming from within. You know, there's a difference when you're speaking. Right. And, you know, it was stop and dig here. And I would, I would pull out the most amazing artifacts because I got that intuition. I heard that inner voice, right? And I wanted to show him, I want to show him, Hey, look, this is how important it is. Like, you know, you have to come here and you have to stop here and, and use the water that's been blessed because it's been set out and, you know, can, can you tell me about where that area was? Like, was that Northern Arizona? Where was it? So yeah, it's the same, same location on this ranch. It's Northern Arizona, um, high desert. So juniper and pinion pines and there's wild sage, beautiful views, right? Because about 7,000 feet elevation. So you can see just what feels like endlessly. You can just see wow. forever. You know, wow. you can see like the horizon line, right? I mean, mm. we're pretty well up there. And the tree line isn't that tall. You know, the tallest trees I have are... 25 feet tall at most but they're not like densely packed pine trees like there are in other areas of northern arizona where it's more woodland this is high desert is what they call it okay and that morning we get there and we take a walk and i told him you know, hey let's let's go for a little hike let's go for a walk and on the way back i want to show you this spot and that's kind of when all hell broke loose, really. Um, How did it break loose, brother? 
I knelt down on the ground and I had pulled out the holy water, which was in a mason jar that was buried. And I told him, you need to take some of the water and then we can enter into the circle. And I had placed all these uh, stones in a circle. And then in the middle of the circle, I had uh, a cross of wood that I had put up. And underneath that wood, I had a bunch of artifacts that I had found that were really important to me. And um, like, you know, just picking up good energy, lots of different minerals up there. I mean, everything you could imagine. Um, When I knelt down, I remember unscrewing the top of the jar to the water. And that's kind of when I lost consciousness really i mean ace rick uh he explained it a little bit um i kind of lost my shit i mean more or less is all of a sudden just kind of like the whole thing that happened with rj it was as soon as we walked towards the fire things were kind of taking over right and that's what happened I, i knelt down i showed him like this is what we need to do and then we can move into the next ring and then to the next ring past that that's it was the feeling that the spirit was seeing through my eyes and acting through me after 1400 years being passed. It feels like to me that you had a very strong channeling experience. Yeah. Yeah. That, that I would, I would say you're correct. It wasn't, I mean, bam, it's really on a, on a thin line there between what is a possession and what is channeling, right? It feels a little more like possession to me. Well, um, it does because I had a loss of consciousness. Like, I don't remember a lot of what happened after that. I just blanked out, and it wasn't because of, you know, drugs or other things, right? I mean, like, all of a sudden, I remember me making the decisions – and then all of a sudden, I remember that same feeling where you're kind of in the back seat, your passenger, and someone else is directing what's going on. He said, you know, you ripped your shirt off, you laid on the ground, you know, and you're like, so you like ripped your shit. shirt off. Yeah. Threw my wow. hat, my glasses, ripped my shirt off, uh, sobbing, crying, kneeling on the ground, you know, started telling him, oh, we have to do this. We have to build that. It it became to the point where in speaking with a therapist afterwards about this, I said, well, maybe that spirit doesn't have the best of intentions for you. You know? Bingo! (laughs) Um, Here's something to just bring up real quick. When I've done these kind of channeling events, those kind of things, um, I felt more being a side passenger, not in the back seat. And I got to yeah. tell you, man, that was tough. But, yeah. but not like what you experienced. I, I didn't have that takeover thing. It was weird. It was, it was, you could see things happening almost from a third person view. Like there's several times during the episode with RJ and that spirit 
and then with Rick and that spirit where I, during those times, and this is over an hour and a half, two hour long period, there were moments where I was at the forefront. You know, I was at, I was behind my own eyes. I was in control of my actions and I would slip. I would slip right back into she's talking, she's controlling, she's saying what needs to be done. And, and, uh, you know, I remember it happening from a third person point of view. Rick remembers happening it to me as if it was a first person. He's telling me what happened, but that's not exactly how I remember it happening because I wasn't really fully there. Well, yeah, you were in the back seat. And um... yeah. Yeah. Um, um, it's so hard. It. it it is hard. Um, and it's a lot has been learned since then, right? About learning how to control the situation, having control over your own abilities, uh, setting up boundaries and setting up guidelines so that spirit can't just grab the wheel and start steering, right? It's like, no, ultimately, I'm still the one in control. If you want to work with me and you want to relay a message, I'm here to help convey that and help bring that to fruition, but I'm not going to just give up control and allow you to just live through me. And that's kind of what happens. This, this spirit was screaming out is they felt what it was like to feel alive again, to be behind eyes, you know, to be a person again. That's why I still feel like, there's still this sense of when I've channeled in the past, um, I've had like a higher level of being like, it was almost as if that being didn't need to You're like, I'm just here visiting, giving you some information. I'm out of here. I don't need a body. Right. Um, whereas this feels like, wow, somebody just wandered onto this land and I can be here now. Yeah. Um, that's what it felt like. And um, yeah. That must have been scary. Now, didn't they like take over for hours at a time with you? Yes. Yeah. This was like a two hour long period where. I don't allow that. What the hell is going on with my lights? I don't know. This happens. So you've realized this happens when we talk about this subject. It's like I'm not touching anything. The lights all the way over there. Um, But yeah, I get it. Um, And. You know, when I've channeled before, it's only been like an hour and 15 minutes, something like that. And I'm sitting in a chair and I'm relaxed. You know, it's just it is what it is. This was like full takeover possession, full takeover possession. I've ripped my shirt off. Uh, at one point, Rick said it in the in the last interview. He's like, you started screaming in every different direction, north, east south west and then i was able to get you in the car and it's when we were driving down the dirt road you know there's 20 miles pretty much of dirt road to get to the main road from my my property from the ranch wow and uh it's rough terrain i mean it's it's almost impassable a few times a year and you really have to have the right vehicle uh and he was so scared. He was scared 
he he felt isolated. He felt like the person that was up there that he could trust to make good decisions wasn't there. I felt oh, like yeah. I had checked out. He was worried. He was worried that I might not come back. I mean, I'm talking through this spirit's talking through me. So it's not me there. Like, you know, right. Sean wasn't there. As if you had a brand new personality all of yeah. a sudden like that. Yeah. And he, he couldn't recognize it. Um, no, not at all. And he knew what he did recognize was it wasn't me. And that, you know, sometimes you get a little bit more than you ask for, right? You, you get more than you bargain for. Um, so when you guys are driving down that 20 uh, mile dirt road, basically, what happens when you get onto the main road? I'm back to normal. So as soon as you got off the land. Yeah. As soon as I got off the land, I started asking him what happened. What did I do? What did I say? He was, what do you remember? And I said, I remember kneeling down on the ground. And I remember opening the lid to the jar where the, the water was that I had blessed <coughs> and for, the, for moon water, right? And I told him, this is what they need us to do. We need to do this. We need to do that. It was very scary for him because all of a sudden, I'm talking about all this we shit, you know? Oh, the spirit says we need to do this. Oh, the spirit says we need to do that. He's he's worried like this is motherfucker going to sacrifice me, you know? <laughs> you know, you know, like what's going to happen? Like, wh what am I dealing with here? Like, this you know is my friend. He's speaking in a different tone. He's saying things that he doesn't normally say. He's acting different, and he's freaked the fuck out. Right? He's not. He's not enjoying himself. This is taking a turn for the worse. Right. It's like going up there to do a medium session and the medium turns out to be the, the poltergeist. Right. I mean, yep. I mean, I mean, the people who are listening, you guys need to realize that they're in a desolate area. You know, Rick's not really been up there a lot. That no, kind he of didn't stuff. know the way out. He didn't know no. where to go. So if I was him, it's like, Jesus, what's going on here? This sounds like a really bad horror movie that you would see on netflix around 1 a.m yeah it's like a bad trip is really what it was you know for him being in the right place of mind and having no control me being in the wrong place of mind and having no control you know and then who who's leading the directive right who's helping make decisions who's who's looking out for our best welfare and that point and he had all his uh you know, he's you, when you go up to someone's property with someone, you expect them to kind of know what's going on. When that person all of a sudden checks out, well, now he's without cell phone, um, an hour and a half away from any medical personnel or any type of help. You know what I mean? Like this is it's it's it becomes a I wouldn't say life or death situation but there's those overtones and there's that severity that feeling of man if this guy like it's real fucking weird on me i don't know how to just get us safely i can't get him to safety i can't get myself to safety and i can't depend on him or trust him to make good sound rational decisions at this point either and uh so what happened after that point when you're on the main road and you're heading back? I mean, 
did you go back home? What it is that you did? Yeah, we went. We were that was the day we were going home anyway. So we had already packed up. We had left uh, my other buddy's property, which was about a fifteen minute drive from my property. So we had stayed at the cabin where we had, you know, told the other stories about that night, and we had packed up, locked up the cabin, and I wanted to stop one last time at my property and kind of show him this area that I was directed to because I was up there and I'd go on these walks on my, my own property and spirit would tell me to stop, get on your knees, dig here. And I pulled up a flute, a handmade flute. And then I'm walking, stop, dig here. I pull up arrowheads. I pull up big shards of pottery. Right. And not because I had any other intuition or there was any type of signs, you know, topographically, you know what I mean? It was literally a stop. No, dig here. This is why you need to do this. Now you need to build an altar, collect all these stones. You need this stone, this stone, this stone. And then I can go through with you later and show you the stones so we can identify them, but they're different types of calcite, um, obsidian, quartz, um, topaz you know what i mean there's just a lots of really really good important um stones and and the spirit is directing me what to do and then all of a sudden instead of me running the show it's like i'm i'm slipping further and further and further back behind the curtain and at one point when we were up there it was you know i blacked out i mean i literally relied on asking him what happened? Well, what did I say? I did. What happened wow. after that? What did you do? You know, and we had to have this whole banter, this back and forth where for half the trip, I mean, after we left the property, two hours of that was me just catching up on what happened. I actually have a question here that someone had sent me earlier. Um, they said like in the first episode when you were talking about the lights above the tree line and all the different lights that were moving. Yeah. Um, this woman's asking, did that happen more than once to you while you were out there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't just a one-time event. You would see this from time to time. Every time. Every time. And, and those lights would actually react to you guys in a way. Yes. Yeah. It, I believe that there is an intelligence to it and um, during dealing with spirit there's spirit right and you know this as being a medium as well when you're dealing with spirit spirit has a feel right whether it's good spirit or bad spirit right and we we know how to block out bad energy and only invite in good loving light uh energies right to deal with you don't want to get into the darker stuff because man it gets dark real quick that's when you you get way too far onto the other side. And now all of a sudden you're not a light healer, right? You're not into the, the good things you're into bad things, right? It's, it's all, it's become sacrifice and, you know, like, uh, yeah, there's, there's good energy and bad energy and they're all just as equally as powerful. And, um, you know, people have asked me, you know, like I said, and we've talked on it on other shows. I mean, when I do mediumship, I literally take a uh, Epsom salt bath to clear my energy that night. Um, 
and with or without lemon, but I will do it because just that it just gets that kind of boogly loose junk on me when I'm done. Because mm -hmm. in the past, if I didn't do that, that energy would start to become sluggish, like yeah. sludge. I, I call I it a tar. It's like yes. a tar. Yes. It's like a black tar sticky goo. And if you and, don't um, literally wash it off you, it's still there. I literally gained 20 pounds during one period of that. And um, now, you know, I weigh less now than I did, you know, eight months ago. And that's a combination of things. You know, I walk more, stuff like that. But it really was like I like religiously, if I did a couple of those mediumship sessions. Now, there are probably other mediums out there that go, well, they do this or that. But for me, that's what works. But there should be something. Um, oh, the other question was, has this female spirit ever reintroduced herself to you yeah. since that time? Yeah. When was yeah, that? Yeah, we've kind of made, we've made peace now. Um, I basically had to set my intentions. I had to set the rules and said, hey, what happened up there with RJ? What happened up there with Rick? That's not cool. You don't get to take the wheel no more. You don't get to just grab the wheel and start driving. And uh, I'm in control. I'm the body uh, of this spirit, right? And even though you can channel and speak with me, I will tell you when that time is. I, I ended up going and uh, doing... I was going through a lot of therapy at the time, right? Uh, dealing with a lot of other things, not just this stuff. And I would do uh, hypnosis, right? And during hypnosis, afterwards, the therapist and I were talking about, he said, hey, you know, I'll be honest with you. I don't think this spirit really has some of the best intentions for you. And that's something we really need to look into and dive into. That's great. You guys have this relationship, you know, she gets to know what it feels like to be alive in the 20th century. You get to know what it's like to have the feelings of her as a uh, medicine woman, as a witch doctor, as a native. She gets to know what it's like to be the feelings of what it's like to be a man and be in this century, in this time period, right? So there's this exchange of information, exchange of feelings, this empath uh i recognize who you are you recognize who i am now we have this bond and there's this friendship that kind of comes from this there's knowledge i mean she was passing down knowledge to me i mean to the point where i was hearing and could recite chants that were in her native tongue that i have no idea what it is i was saying feeling or hearing because I don't know the meaning or the the words behind the, the atonement, right? The chance. I don't know the weight or the severity of the things that were even being said, right? Because this right. is in a different language that I have no previous knowledge to. But then all of a sudden you could just speak it. Um, wow. That's powerful and dangerous. Wow. So the therapist is even like, you know, man maybe this spirit really wasn't in a totally awesome place when she crossed over. Maybe she was more of a witch doctor, 
of a medicine woman, right? Because that's the way she showed herself to me is she was the medicine woman. She could have been dealing with some darker things. She could have put on curses. Um, it could have been a reason why she hasn't crossed over to begin with. You know, for 1,400 years, she's been laying there dormant because she might not have wanted to let herself go to the other side. Man, I just saw something, and I don't know if anyone else saw it, but as you started to talk, that whole image of you with the beard and the glasses and the hat started to shift. Really? Just started to get blurry for like two seconds. Now, maybe I just have bad eyes, but that's what I mm. saw. Well, it'd be interesting if anyone else... That'd be, uh, I'd love to know if they saw I, that. I, I feel her on me all the time. Rick, if I wanted to mediumship with her, I can at any point in time. There, I don't have to be on the land. I, you know what I mean? Like there was, there was an exchange that happened up there, where she was living through me in those moments. Uh, that's part of the thing that scared the shit out of Rick so bad. Um, and not to say scared, like I mean, he's he's a dude who's not scared easily. But this topic was so hard to even discuss that it really messed up our last episode right i mean because it were just there was a chaos feeling that was happening even during the interview because well what was happening up there it was fucking chaos was happening yeah. it felt like there. i lost this, control this of the show and them. all kinds of stuff and it just felt weird yeah, um, yeah. but um I could still hear the chanting too. That's and I won't try to mimic it because it would just sound un um uh it wouldn't give relevance to it and it would just seem fake, but like the sound that I could hear like like when I saw her full body apparition in my living room when we came back from being up north so i saw her in the garage and then again in the kitchen Whoa. after rj's event Whoa. Wow. so you you still have some kind of bond with her oh yeah um, still i still feel weird too because when you bring her up things start to shift i can feel it here yeah you see it with the lights hey, your I light just flickered on my screen right now it just dimmed yeah uh, um and uh, you know, people go, they're all it's the electrical grid, whatever no, it is. No, she says, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here, and time doesn't pass the same on the other side, right? Time um, over there, it happens very, very quickly, and over here on our side, it happens very slowly, right? Like in some ways and then so to make changes in a person's life you can make a lot of changes in your life and come a long way in this life on the other side those changes happen very slowly but the time passes very quickly on their side versus how it happens for us on our side you know it, it's a drip in the bucket the thing that saved my ass uh, as we're talking about this was when I was much younger and I realized I could do some of this. I remember sitting in my chair going, all right, God, if this is what you want me to do, cool. But listen, I want to see all of my bedrooms. I don't want you hanging out. I don't want to see any kind of sixth sense stuff. Just let me know what you want so I can hear you. 
So I'm much better at hearing them than I, because, you know, nobody wants to see at three o'clock in the morning some, someone standing at the foot of your bed. Um, now, that can happen with any kind of apparition. And in the future here, we'll talk about that. Um, I, I got to say, man, I'm glad we redid the episode over. Um, it, it, you know, it really gives me a better grasp of what was going on and what happened to you. Yeah. Um, you know, I, uh, and the very fact that that spirit's still around and makes itself known, I believe is fascinating. And, um, and I am going to say to her, cause I feel like I'm either going to weep or cry. Um, I want to know if she'll let us interview her. Yeah. I will, you know, so ask her, let me know. Now's not the time or place, but oh no, uh, I wouldn't do it now. I'm too tired. It's too personal. That's what she told me, Rick. Right now, that's what I heard. That's um, too personal. That's too personal. I'm not gonna just. It, it took her a long time to even allow herself to communicate through me. You know. Well, I don't want her to communicate with me. No, I want <laughs> her to communicate through you to me. I that's do something not we can want do. her anywhere near me. <laughs> Oh, she I can already, to, she can already jump. You, you, you will speak back. You know what a jump is, right? Like yes. when a spirit jumps you? Mm -hmm. She says she can jump right to there right now. She can make the lights flicker in your in your room because we're talking about her. And I'm connected with you, and she's connected with me. So, therefore, there's already a portal. There's already a channel established. Uh, I feel her, and she knows what I just did, too. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's so the I, thing. It's, once you learn that there's rules that spirit has to abide by, then then that's and, the protection you need to give yourself. Because without that protection, you're vulnerable. You're just a blank canvas, and anybody can come along and write whatever graffiti they want on you. It might be a good message, might be a bad message, right? It might be, you know, something hateful and disgusting and nasty you wouldn't want shown. Or it might be some loving, beautiful interpretation or message that you would want to share with the world. But that's right. part of your what, own intent. And you have to set up those boundaries and be like, hey, look, what, uh, what I'm here for want, the... What I want from her, and I know she can hear me because she just did it again with the damn lights. Mm -hmm. um, all I want from you is that if you have a message to give us about this domain, this plane, we would love to talk to you. You may use uh, Sean's uh, voice box to get those information out. I do not want you to jump me. I have my own group, as you can tell. And I ain't got no more room. So it's like, but I would love to do that. I just heard a thump come from my ceiling uh, <laughs> when you said that. And I heard, um, uh, I, 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 like, I can still hear her speak to me when I want to. And I've, allowed myself to kind of get into this place because we're talking about it and it's um man do you feel right. that yes i know we're gonna shut down because this will take us into too long of a time space but now that everybody's picked up because i my hands are sweating now but yeah. i'm asking my own group to like you know i got shit to do tonight i need to go to bed all kinds of stuff um <laughs> <laughs> I ain't got time for it. But you don't have time for visitors tonight? <laughs> no. Uh, 
Now, this Friday, everybody, we will be going to do the hospital gig. And then I'm hopefully, excited. now we won't be ready to do the show about it by this weekend. So we're going to do another question and answer podcast. So if you have questions about any of the episodes we did or something you'd like us to do in the future or topics that you want us to cover, anything about mysticism, anything about mediumship, any of that stuff, you know, send it in to us, you know, and we will talk about it. Um, we have loved all the support you guys have been giving us. I mean, we've gotten all kinds of responses from you. Um, and I love the way the fact that you guys are wearing our gear. Um, yeah, I've seen getting, some of those posts. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, the yeah, I can't believe I sound like the big metrosexual, but girlfriend, them yoga pants are hot. <laughs> so it's like we have yoga pants now and tank tops and shirts. Um, <clears throat> what else? We even have like these cute dog jackets, hoodie things. They're really dog nice. jackets. Yeah, for doggies and what? kitties, even cats. What? Yeah, man, got you oh out the, um, the clothing stuff is at spiritualdust.printify.me. We are going to work on incorporating more of that site into Ricky Wood website, but we have to bring that spiritual dust thing into play, too. Um, okay. But uh, listen, man, we have loved having everyone on here today. Uh, we will put it out. And we will see you next week. And wish us luck at the hospital gig this week. Yeah. And brother, thank you for another great show. And I'll talk to you next time. All right. See ya. All right.